Oh. All right. Ready to jump in the next one? What is the next one here? Safe Haven and like someone oh, yeah. love. Oh, yeah. All right. This one, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> the scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengown. Any Glen. I'm drums on! I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. Hit stop for most people. I like it here. I'm Alex. Nice to meet you. How are you liking Southport? It's definitely a change of pace. From what? I've had things happen to me in the past. Things that still scare me. If I could, baby, I'd give you my world. Did you hear about his wife? She passed away a few years ago. Detective Tierney, do you know this woman? He's here. He's gonna find me. It's everything that I was afraid of. I've gotta get out of here. There's no safer place for you than here with me. I'll save it for the podcast. <laughs> I can tell you're doing all the listeners a favor with all that pain you're going to give them. Into the- <laughs> I would say they've probably not seen either movie. So, um, well, okay, yeah. So uh, let's let's start off, Jared. Give us give us some numbers on Safe Haven. I obviously know being based on Nicholas Sparks' romance. We I think we used to get one of these annually or around Valentine's Day. Uh, how did this one fare, uh, box office wise? Jesus. Well, it somehow uh, spent twenty eight million dollars. I'm not entirely sure how, but uh, uh, beachfront property you, ain't cheap, man. I guess so. South Carolina <laughs> costing quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> cumulative worldwide gross ninety seven and a half million dollars. All right. My God. All right. So it was a hit. Uh, I don't know where that ranks in the. Uh, Nicholas Sparks cinematic Sparks. universe. I don't know, uh, but I would say probably it, far behind the Notebook. Probably. Well, I mean that's the that's the Citizen that's, Kane, right? Of Nicholas Sparks. That and uh, A Walk to Remember. I think both were fairly early popular. on. Message in a Bottle. I just did a podcast on that. Um, yeah, that one was that was uh, big. yeah. If you want to hear that, it's on ninety nine from ninety nine. That's got Paul Newman uh, in it though, so gets a pass. It does. Yeah, it gets it gets some some bonus points there. Uh, safe Haven. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna open myself up to some criticism. I find this quite charming. I like this movie. It's good. <laughs> Expand. <on> that, <laughs> All right. This may be, and I've said this before. Uh, there are certain films that I like that I'm probably not enjoying the way they were intended. Now, I'll, here's the things I think I am enjoying the way it's intended. Uh, 
beautiful scenery. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. it's usually on a beach yeah. or lake or these people have. Mm-hmm. The so funny thing about so good. I, you know. okay, one criticism with that though, because I can't, obviously I try to say something nice and I'm like, okay, but here's what sucks about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> being the I guess the resident expert, and I'm not saying that to brag on the uh, Nicholas Sparks cinematic universe. Uh, he is a uh, he really fetishizes like the common man, like the working man. Uh, mm. and yet where they live is stuff that's like they would there'd be no way they'd be able to afford it. And they would not be surrounded by these kindly like home improvement neighbors. It's like, they would have sold that property. (laughs) There'd be condos and there would just be people renting Airbnbs. That's my one criticism with how pretty everything looks. But if you concede that, just like if you watch friends and those waitresses have that huge apartment, you just got to concede certain things. Uh, it's pretty to look at. Uh, usually the people are, are pretty nice people. It's just, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you don't have people, uh, that are mean or cruel to their fellow neighbor. It's, it's usually like this little slice of heaven. <laughs> However, in this film, because I see on Wikipedia, it's labeled psychological thriller, which I don't know how many Nicholas Sparks movies get that <laughs> title. There is a fantastic character and he's so fantastic. I don't even know his name. He is just <laughs> vodka swilling cop from hell <laughs> that beats his women, <laughs> threatens his fellow man. <laughs> <laughs> and is obsessed with the bus system in this country. <laughs> he is a hoot. <laughs> he is someone that I see this guy, and I don't know who the actor is. I don't think you get an actor, like a big time name, to play this part because he is in a state of constant distress as far as his stomach. He's constantly sweating. <laughs> he looks like yes, he's about to take a crap. And. <laughs> He just looks like he's the very definition of love as hell. I mean, it is just. <laughs> the actor's name is David Lyons, so if he ever uh, catches this podcast. I, I should reach out to him uh, for an interview. Oh, he's Australian. Maybe uh, Andrew from AB Film Review went to school with him. <laughs> <laughs> he got started. I don't know if this gets him. They brought down the block one. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they they were serving the same sentence in that penal colony over there working on the chain gang. (laughs) Oh, all our Australian fans. Uh, Now that you've got me on Wikipedia, Jared, and I'm just down this rabbit hole, he got his start on a police drama called Sea Patrol, which I now have to (laughs) have to see. Watch that too, huh? (laughs) So yeah, I would say the. I don't know, single white female, uh, sleeping within me would be a better one. Early nineties thriller where you've got this abusive guy who's on, on the trail, constantly hunting down, uh, you know, his, his wife who is, has left the situation and assumed a different identity so she can fall in love in a Nicholas Sparks film. I find that to be really entertaining in a kind of like a throwback sort of nineties <laughs> movie way. So as I said, yeah. that's probably not the way you should. But I think it is hilarious whenever that guy's on screen. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you uh, expanded on that because I had absolutely no idea where you were going with it. Uh, I felt like this was a lifetime movie on steroids. It was given a much larger budget than uh, mm-hmm. most of the, the woman on Hallmark the run movies. Abusive woman on the run yeah. that is uh, absolved of all sort of wrongdoing. <laughs> um, what wrongdoing did you have her chalked up to, Jared? Well, I just thought it would be more interesting if she was actually like a criminal and she was actually trying to cover her track. <laughs> it just becomes the same lifetime. Uh, you might be on uh, the there. Been, somebody's been frequenting the uh, red pill 
category on Reddit. No, I, I am being more mm-hmm. equal. Thank you very much. I'm saying that she could be a criminal. She's not this just. I think I you're saying all women made. are criminals. That's what sound like. I'll have nope. to play that back, but uh, we'll see if that's what Jared's. I'd actually think Jared's kind of on something. It may make the romance a bit stronger if she did have some sort of criminal offense in her fleeing. Uh, or maybe just even be equally um, criminal. Like she doesn't have to be the big bad of the movie, but you know, have some have a flaw or something. Like it's just Jared. She cut her hair. That was the flaw. I did like her better as a uh, brunette. I'm not going to objectify really? her too much, hmm. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was one criticism uh, my wife had was that. She cuts her hair like you know. She just takes scissors to it, <laughs> and this kindly old Has lady, a perfect neighbor, looks yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, when she she's on the bus with her hoodie, uh, Brittany, my wife, was like, "Wow, uh, very stylish for cutting it quickly and on the run, trying to get to that make that bus." <laughs> yeah, looking pretty good there, uh, Miss Dancing with the Stars. So, all right, so me and Jared both have very, probably very different interpretations of what makes this movie tick. Josh, <laughs> did you read this in the in a vanilla sort of normal person way? Because I feel like anyone listening who's not seen this movie, they're probably not even hearing the same movie coming out of me and Jared's mouth no. here <laughs> at all. What the hell did both of you watch? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this isn't my first Nicholas Sparks rodeo. I've, okay. I've watched right. quite a few. What's the few best of those, one? So. Is it the notebook? Um, probably. I mean, it's it's the most. Uh, well, I won't say the most because I haven't seen all of them, but it's it's straight romance, you know. So I mean, some people might would consider it happier or whatnot. But I think it's got the strongest story. I mean, you actually, as a guy, I don't mind watching a romance as long as it's done well, and that I think that's a definition of a really well done one. You know, it's a sweet movie. It's got a lot of. Yeah, I watched. Um, um, I told you. I told you off mic uh, a week or so ago that I watched the Light Between Oceans with Michael Fassbender, which is, I mean, mm-hmm. that is a pure romance melodrama. Like, yeah, and yeah. I really dug it. I really thought it was, it was actually really well done. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have any of the silliness that I found in Safe Haven, but that's probably <laughs> for the better on that one because you know it's just right. a better story, better acting, all of that. So you know, I was de- I was definitely prepared for a certain level of. Um, Nickel Sparks esque uh, story elements with this movie, but uh, I'll say that that was a welcome change. You know, the thing that we were already building up a little bit of a mystery, you know, and uh, thriller aspect. I appreciated that. Uh, it, it, it's a good change of pace for his stories. Um, so <laughs> to get to the point of, I suppose. Your, your your fascination with this character. I, I have to say, I bit my tongue as you were saying all that because... Oh, don't you dare. Liter- don't you no, dare tackle this no, character. I bit, no, I bit my tongue because I experienced the same fascination. Oh my like, god. We've all taken I, this weird pill where we've made this movie so much better somehow. <laughs> I, 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 the only thing that I faulted the movie on <laughs> in, that, in that aspect was uh, when I realized... So I guess we don't care if we spoil like the details. I, I think we're right. actually only doing it a service if we do, because the, any listeners we have, like the, the true bromance crowd, are probably like, why did you pick this? And I think we should just <laughs> highlight the awesome parts of this movie. Okay, so, you know, towards the end, when uh, the uh, this cop character, uh, when he's fully off his rocker, you know. Covered in sweat? In, but, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's pinpointed. 
uh, pinpointed that she has made a phone call from Atlanta. So he has a phone number of the uh, the little food shack that she made the phone call from. Now, for all he knows, she stopped there for lunch and made a phone call mm-hmm. and is anywhere else. But if she was the uh, criminal mastermind that Jared wants her to be, that would be the smart thing to do. Not yeah, to, yeah. Not she to, is not. Not to get a job there and call on your 15-minute break and be like, I'm good. <laughs> right, right. Here I am. That, and that probably was – that probably was one of the largest glaring holes in people being sensible in their actions with, uh, especially Hold her. She's trying let's, to be- let's, let's just backtrack to one other highlight of this film, which is the abusive cop. Cause we're, we're going to be the three white dudes during the, the me too movement. It's like, you know, what's awesome about safe Haven, that guy that hits his wife and tracks her down and, and, and sets fire to a building with the child in it. That dude. Well, rolls. I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't done talking about him. I wasn't done talking I, about because. Well, terrorizing the grandma across the street. How he actually finds out the number <laughs> is he just looks across the road, sees an elderly lady, and just some something in his skewed mind says, she lied to me. I'm going to go look at her mailbox and see if she's the one that gave my wife, who's abandoned me, this like cherry pie recipe. I, for, I forgot. That, yeah, I forgot that uh, he had no... He had no connection to knowing that that's where she had went. I forgot that. So that's pretty bad, too. Um, <laughs> Old lady, so, cherry pies. I've cracked the case. So he goes on this uh, road trip, chugging vodka, sweating <laughs> profusely, you know. Uh, <laughs> and he gets all the way to the, the town that she actually is staying in. But for all he knows, she's not there. Well, the first thing that cracked me up was it's the first time I've seen a movie where somebody traveling like under these like extreme circumstances gets held up by a parade. Like he just pulls <laughs> up and there's a parade in the middle of the road and he flings his water bottle full of vodka out of anger. Like this parade is in my way. That's just this guy's luck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Damn parade yeah. yet again. <laughs> but the one thing I, I thought I was like, how great would this whole sequence be? You know, him so tense, sweaty, like he is desperate. If he was just in the totally wrong place. Like <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't there, and that his arc was nothing more than just going to the wrong place and being lost and not knowing where she was. I'm sure Nicholas Sparks is a stable of fans would have loved that twist. <laughs> complete dead not, end. Not the three of us laughing about the podcast. I, I can, you know, I mean, we're going to get to our second movie here, which has kind of a oblique ending, um, <laughs> where it just sort of cuts off in the middle of something like. Seeing him, if you wanted to pull back with the music playing, like this helicopter shot of him <laughs> just watching the parade with complete and utter disdain and sadness, that is a hell of a that is the best picture contender right there. Well, I tell you, well, I tell you what, it, when he gets to where he's in the town and he actually goes to the parade, they're just letting him wander the street, like grabbing hold of mm-hmm. the floats and just. Wondering amongst Accosting people. people. My yeah. uh, my wife, of course, I'm just reveling in this. Every time this guy's on screen, my wife's the one that has to <laughs> sort of break me out of it and be like, uh, you would think that, you know, this small town that seems to everybody knows each other and takes care of each other, that it's been so inviting to this abused woman. Uh, someone would point out like, hey, that man covered in sweat. Uh, keeps touching people, grabbing them, and just staring women in the face, whipping them around to see, like, oh, you've got blonde hair now. Short, short blonde hair, let me touch you. Uh, and people don't seem to make much of a stink about it. Maybe they're too forgiving of people's vices when you come to that town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I'll say this though, as as a as a whole package, I, I thought it was a decent enough movie. Uh, the biggest com- the biggest complaint I had while watching it, and I figured it would be a complaint of Mike's too, because I know he loves him some Kobe Smolders. Mm-hmm. Was yes, that's true. Uh, <laughs> it's a very weird dynamic that happens here because the movie was almost over, and I was like, "What was the deal with that character?" I was like, "She's there. She's." We're not given any of her background, but yet we're we're being she's just the, like should, uh, the master Yoda to this new girl. Yeah, as far as yeah. <laughs> here's how you interact with these small town yokels who are so right, kind of hard, right. but so stupid, so stupid. These people. I was like, why did they cast Kobe Smolders? I mean, that was like a role that you need to be in the film. And then when you get the twist, you know, the twist ending, it all makes sense. So, uh, and. It, I kind of enjoyed that twist, but it was kind of awkward because you're like, oh, I didn't know I was watching that movie. <laughs> you know, I didn't know I was watching The Sixth Sense. Um, so it was awkward, but it probably was kind of necessary to your point as far as you're going to have to do something with her because otherwise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? If you're going to have her. That was the best thing to do because I, I did find myself trying to guess. I was like, OK, she's connected to these people somehow. She's going to be. uh his sister or something like that. <laughs> never stops in to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what's the connection here? I mean, because his wife's dead, so... Because that is the first thing that comes to your mind. Like, no, no, she's dead, so it can't be her. But uh, So, you know, yeah, it's the best thing they could do for that character. It was just a little awkward in this movie because there was no inkling of the... Actually, as I was watching it, uh, my wife was in there, and uh, <laughs> the scene where our, our lead actress apparently gets the dream <laughs> that he's here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told my wife, I looked at my wife, I was like, I don't know what that was. Was that a a dream, or was that a scene that happened earlier, and she totally ignored her advice and went inside the house and took a nap? Uh, I was like, that's a, some weird, weird choices. So, it, you know, it made sense in the end, but uh, still pretty awkward. I'm sure Jared hated every bit of that. I'm sickened by what I've heard from the two of you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I feel like the uh, film probably needs the psychological thriller aspect. It needs this <clears throat> weird uh, sort of ghost story element. Uh, because otherwise, and I actually kind of like this about the movie, there's no real conflict between the the romantic male or female lead because he's just, he's too nice of a guy. Uh, they get along and, uh, they seem to be good for each other. She's good with his kids. Uh, I, I like the, you know, the most that you get as far as like the, uh, the forced breakup is actually fairly reasonable where he walks into the sheriff's <laughs> office and sees a picture of this girl he's been dating. And it's like, Oh, she's wanted for murder. Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe I shouldn't be around this woman or have her around my kids. That's one yeah. time where it actually makes a you know good deal of sense. Uh, yeah. but, but he gets over it pretty quickly too, so I yeah. don't I don't know if they really make that work. But uh, it was there was a little <laughs> there was stuff left to be desired in terms of how he came to trusting that there must have been more to it than what there appeared to be. But uh, I guess yeah. that's she's what, having he, sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> Brody, Brody loves that. <laughs> that's all you need, baby. <laughs> I believe everything you say. <laughs> You're no criminal. <laughs> I love you. You gotta get down to your base instincts there of a dog. <laughs> Bro, you gets what I'm saying. 
Oh, uh, on that on that note, I guess of uh, you know, quit your bullshit. Uh, I just want to throw it back to that <laughs> the, the bad cop. I love so much that his uh, his boss is a commanding officer. When he finds this like you know wanted poster <laughs> for this dude's wife, is like, what the hell is this? And it's like, what are you drinking? <laughs> look, look at you. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody. He goes to the water bottle very quickly. <laughs> Give me that. Rips it off his hands. There, there is something very pleasing in a movie when you have <clears throat> a larger than life character, absurd who's in a real world environment and people and the people are interacting like son what are you doing you can't fight her like that yeah you, you may have some degree of power but uh yeah you, you you suddenly don't have like fbi privileges you're still just like a local cop and it's like <laughs> yeah. someone's gonna find out that you're like hmm let's put him a, a national manhunt for my wife who left me out there <laughs> nobody I'm will notice this Nationwide APB for self-defense. First-degree murder, that's what she's in for. All I had to do was uh, find that cherry pie recipe and go berate the old lady down the street. Mm-hmm. Very good detective. Uh, all right, uh, berating old people. Like someone in love? Is that a good transition good point? Good segue, I like that, yeah. I had no idea what this was. This was a complete blind watch. <laughs> It came out on the same day. Uh, I love that you say that, and then you suggested, like, here's what we're going to watch this week. I have no idea what it is. Oh, yeah, I'm totally confident at the end of these recordings. Where I'm like, all right, boys, next week, safe haven, like someone in love. Uh, but they both, uh, at least in the uh, the States, because this is a foreign film, I believe it's a French-Japanese co-production. Uh, both came out uh, Valentine's Day uh, 2013, so five years ago. And I look at the title, like someone in love. <laughs> safe haven i know it's a love story i've seen it before good enough for me uh yeah you probably couldn't get two more diametrically opposed types of movies whereas you know we make fun of like nicholas sparks and i'm sure people if they are listening to this episode or they click on it they're like why did they do a nicholas sparks movie uh you're gonna get the uh <laughs> the cinema snob side of the coin here with like someone in love and it did work out for me because it's a woman in an abusive relationship not quite handled in as dramatic a fashion, I guess, as Safe Haven. Uh, all right, I'll just set up. Uh, there's there was a film from this uh, this director, and I'm going to butcher his name here. Uh, all right, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, Abbas. His first name's Abbas. Kiarostami. I don't know. That sounds close enough for me. That sounds good. Kiarostami. Yeah. Uh, he directed a film. I remember Josh having a discussion with you about this. I don't know if you ever caught up with it. Uh, called Certified Copy. Because uh, we were both listening to the Slash Filmcast at the the time, and they they were going nuts about it that that week or whatever. And I I watched it mm-hmm. on Netflix, and I'm like, what are they talking about? It's really slow and boring. And uh, that's one that actually kind of grew on me when I watched it because it's it's a little. I guess I shouldn't say I don't know because I've only seen this once. I watched it earlier today. I would say Certified Copy is a little bit more knowingly weird because the premise of that film is there's a lot of car conversations between this couple. And they take on different personas from like conversation to conversation. So you can read it as in they're role playing or they, they act like strangers one right. moment and they act like they've been a married couple for years at others and you don't know which is true. So clearly this, uh, <coughs> um, I believe he, yeah, Iranian filmmaker. And uh, strangely, I think these two films, Certified Copy and Like Someone Love, are the only two outside, taking place outside of Iran and outside of his, hmm. his home culture. So, uh, and these were his last two films. Uh, this one, there are long conversations in a car. That seems to be his thing. 
Uh, but there isn't that role play aspect. It's not quite as strong. But our central character here is some sort of high end escort. Um, but there's no sex to be had in this <laughs> this film. Uh, and the relationship she develops with this client, this older man, this uh, uh, is also not what you expect from someone who's hiring an escort. And he gets heavily involved in her personal life with this abusive boyfriend. And um, I don't know if I'm missing any other plot details, really. Mm. Not really. That's the that's the biggest part, you know. The that and then, I mean, you mentioned it, but she's having issues with her fiance. Uh, sounds like he's borderline to actually abusive. Um, that he's difficult to work with and <laughs> difficult uh, to work she with. Seems pretty- <laughs> he punches, <laughs> punches his employees for like doing him a kindness of saying like, Hey, I found this poster in the subway of your fiance. Uh, it looks like she's a <laughs> prostitute dude. And he socks this giant man. Right in the <laughs> Probably my favorite part of the movie. Now that you bring it up, that it's the old man professor. It's like, how did he attack that giant? <laughs> and this this girl is like, well, he's uh, he knows karate, and you're like, hmm, all right, uh, I'm I'm like the old man. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that <laughs> that was that was entertaining, but that wasn't my favorite part of the movie. Trash can <laughs> flying to the window. <laughs> the, yeah, the the very last scene for credit. <laughs> is that meant to be funny? Because I laughed. I don't know. I laughed hard. <laughs> I laughed hard, man. I don't, I, I don't I, know. I, I had I to check. Have. Was how much time the movie had left because no, oh. there's no way. I'm glad there's you were absolutely. doing that too. I kept clicking on my iPad. I was watching it on the uh, on Hulu. We got to re- we got to resolve this. And I was shit. Like, like, wait, we there's got only three minutes left. Yeah, there's only three minutes left to go. What's uh, someone about to die here? Let's so- go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it, without without spoiling anything at the end, like it is. Uh, it's a- abrupt. That's the best word I can come up with. I think like, it would, it's a hard film to spoil. Uh, in that way, you know, some people might have some issues. I doubt it with our, our sort of slightly spoilers talk for Safe Haven. If they're if they're waiting for that one to age like a fine wine, five years in, if you, <laughs> say, if you have if you have complaints, address Josh. He's going through. I don't I don't I don't think, think it's going to affect if you if you enjoy it like we enjoyed it. You don't really care if there's a twist ending. You're just you're just in for the ride of that that no, sweaty cop. No, if you like it ironically, you <laughs> yeah. don't have any actual issues. With um, it, so I would say like someone love. I think it's hard to spoil too. Now, if you had told me, Hey, this is what it leads to. I don't know if I would have watched it because one thing it did do knowing nothing about it was it did hold my interest. Cause maybe like Jared, I kept looking yeah. like, what is this leading towards? What, why are we having these long conversations? How are these characters connected? Like who's lying to who? What, and when will someone figure it out? And then what are they going to do about it? <laughs> and I guess you get the start of that. And maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's where it ends. Maybe that's as far as it goes. Cause realistically, unless you're safe haven, I don't know if this young man sets fire to the whole apartment building or what happens, but <laughs> a more, a more realistic approach. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, a window gets broken. Somebody falls down and then <laughs> maybe go. dies. Like that. that may have maybe killed dies. a man. <laughs> maybe dies. Who knows? He might've had a heart attack just from like the abruptness of that thing. <laughs> he doesn't come back. Oh up. man. I, I wish, uh, Jared, <laughs> I might need to, I need to give you access or just, task you with doing our Instagram and putting up whatever weird bullshit you want. Because one request I would make would be to film the last sequence of that and just have that playing on a loop just so for my own amusement, I could just watch that over and over. I, I really hate that Vine has uh, went yeah. belly up because that, that would have been an easy one mm-hmm. to uh, do about six seconds. I would have, uh, I would have saved that Vine. That would have been in my liked section with all the other weird stuff. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, 
you know when people spoof movies to make a joke or whatever like <laughs> sometimes the the when the, the timing of when the credits roll is the punchline right that's exactly what the uh, fantastic punchline in this movie <laughs> yeah it wasn't i mean you might would still find it funny the old dude getting scared you know kind of dropping when the when the because <laughs> if the listeners didn't know at this point we're all assholes <laughs> we, yeah very much so yeah but like i don't know that it, it would have gotten that much of a reaction out of me but the fact that it happened and then immediately after the credits start rolling <laughs> This is not that funny of a movie. I promised everybody listening. <laughs> it's not supposed to be at the very least. You know, I pride myself on enjoying some <laughs> highbrow movies from time to time, but I guess my idiot side is just completely showing for this one because that's, that's the biggest takeaway I have for it. I mean, well, I don't I, mean, I don't know how much rewatchability this would have for me. Like, knowing... Knowing the punchline, and it, yeah, it, it's effective for a punchline, but as we've said, probably not what they're going for. I don't know, or maybe he was. Maybe it's maybe he, maybe the director thought this was awesome. This was one big joke he was telling for, for you know almost uh you know was this about an hour and forty minutes? Yeah. Um, but I I don't think like I'm trying to think of like talky movies. Like I mentioned certified copy, and it was like the role play aspect. Maybe maybe want to watch it again. Maybe not the conversations they're having being that interesting. But this is certainly not going to be uh, like if you're a fan of like the before trilogy. I don't think this is like these are interesting conversations with like interesting people. Like, uh, I mean, for one, there's our, tension. But... There's tension. Our you know our lead here, this this escort. You know, she's not really too giving in our conversations. I guess the the professor, the old man, he's the one who does most of the talking. But there's not a lot mm-hmm. of exchange of ideas where you're like, oh, that was cool conversation or that was cool philosophy on life. No. And he is an enjoyable character, you know. He's very grandfatherly, like you know. He tries to give good advice. Oh, you want ten minutes on whether or not he's a grandfather? I mean, he'll go round and round with you, being evasive <laughs> as hell. <laughs> but uh, there's just—it's too free, you know. It's one of those movies that it has too much of a lack of structure. It—it it needed something to kind of hinge those conversations on, just, just a little bit, just something, a thread. Which I think is odd because it actually had a good amount of, uh, you know, it's going a certain direction. You have tension. It, it's kind of leading towards something. And then it just kind of just, you know, you don't get any sort of resolution. And I know, you know, having an open ended conclusion to a movie is, you know, sometimes it's good to have your own conclusions and draw what you you know want to out of a movie. But that that that, that was my exact thought coming out of that movie is like that's that's too much that's like too too open too too much to be drawn upon by the the viewer like you need to, oh, you need to get see, i disagree i i, I had no desire I, I could care less what happened after that i was i was done i was like okay there we go <laughs> that, that's all i need well i mean i kind of i kind of agree with what you're saying josh because it got out right when i was having my most you know my jollies with it uh, but to what Jared was saying, you know, this is not something like, uh, like the spinning top in Inception, where it's like they don't give you right, exact right. clarity, but you've had a f- good enough time with the premise up to that point, yeah. yeah and yeah, and true. you you can kind of entertain yourself saying like, well, maybe it went that way or this way, because I think what you're saying, what you're both saying, really, is that after this, 
I don't really care what happens with these people's lives. I mean, <laughs> the trash can through do the I window. Nor do I have any idea what happened. <laughs> you don't know. You don't I mean, have enough information about them as individuals, mm-hmm. other than the fiance is, seems abusive, but he also maybe has good reason to. I mean, if he, if he's just now discovering that she's a high end escort, and they actually are engaged to be married. I understand his rage in that moment, if that's been confirmed. Well, not just that, but this uh, <clears throat> pretend grandfather who not only was giving him lots of advice, but also got a free uh, <laughs> car <laughs> uh, maintenance yeah. out of it. <laughs> and is a, out, like, he's a paying client. For grandfather. Yeah, he's, he's a paying client, not not a grandfather. Well, you know, if they just talk more, you know, maybe if the during the the, the you know the purge siege, maybe during the home invasion, <laughs> if the grandfather had just said, "Hey, we didn't actually consummate this. She just slept in my bed, and I went out to the to the living room and drank wine," uh, maybe that would satiate him a little bit. Maybe he'd calm he down. I don't know. He doesn't seem like the reasonable type, given the uh, abrupt ending. He probably wouldn't uh, <laughs> believe nor listen to anything. Josh, grandpa said. are you are you sure you would not love like to have seen this fiance? come flying to that window and then kick the shit I out of that old yeah. man. <laughs> There's something that are the best left of the imagination. Right? <laughs> I have a whole, there's a whole world of possibilities right now that I'm thinking of. <laughs> After that man hit the floor. <laughs> you know? I, I didn't realize that for both of these are pretty much our connecting theme is that we laughed and enjoyed the pain and destruction brought upon by these abusive men. Probably not the intended um, reaction to the ending, I would have to say. Uh, no. What was the, Jared, because uh, I what, I know the box office uh, for this one is n- going to be no count, really. Um, I, I'd say the budget is not much. I mean, being a foreign language film, I, I don't imagine that this was too high of a budget and box office, so that's probably going to lose, I'm assuming, to Safe Haven, correct? That's a safe haven bet. Uh, it doesn't actually give budget numbers, and I don't have IMDb Pro, but it only grossed uh, $221,000. So. I'll do a little, uh, just, they don't listen, so it's fine. But even if they do, I'm, I'm, yes, I am talking shit about you at this point, podcaster that I won't name. Uh, I'm in a, a podcast group where IMDb Pro just recently came up. It was, this was like last week where. Uh, this guy is hosting this, I don't know, movie or TV show. And he's like, Hey, I don't pay for IMDb pros. Anyone in this group that does, because, uh, I'd, I'd like to hire you to uh, do some guest bookings for me. Uh, cause I guess with IMDb pro, you can get some, some basic contact information. And, uh, mm. at the end of the post, it's like, you know, my show, you know, uh, makes, you know, I guess is in profit less than like $50 a month. Um, <laughs> Which to me, that's like, hey, it sounds good. You got some profit. Why don't you pay for yeah. fucking IMDb Pro then, you asshole? In, in the black whatsoever. But yeah. he he didn't want to give away those profits, so he's like, so I wouldn't be able to pay much if at all. But could you do some? Not only that, could you not give me access? But could you do some guest bookings for me and arrange some guests to come on my show? I'm like, yeah, let me just let someone just take a secondary job to make your life easier. <laughs> For no pay. Whatsoever. That's that's a, a long story and a very <laughs> cynical, bitter one uh, that I just want to get out there for the world to say that uh, none of us are going to pay for IMDb Pro. So if we don't have the answers, no. we're going to be like, don't have the information. Uh, screw off. Thank you for subscribing <laughs> at Sober Cinema. Um, but what were the Rotten Tomatoes? That's free, right? They're not charging for that yet. <clears throat> that is free. Safe Haven had a tomato meter of 12%. <laughs> but the audience. <laughs> 
the audience, two out of three did like it. So it has seven on the audience. Only nothing but respect for our listeners as far as the, the films we select to be in the sober, the sober cinema criterion collection. Oh. <laughs> Celebrating five years of a world with safe haven at 12%. <laughs> Oh. Uh, like someone in love had a tomato meter of eighty three percent, but Gosh. an audience an audience score of sixty percent. That's still I think kind of high on the audience score, I guess. But I, I think know. I think those scores are backwards, is what I think. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with you on that, Josh. Because uh, yeah, I had half of mine. I host another movie podcast called Original Remake, and I, I love to troll listeners. I don't know. I, I'm constantly saying, "Hey, why don't you subscribe to my shows?" And then the content I'm giving them is just like laughing at them for downloading <laughs> it. But I thought that Original Remake there'd be a fine one to have with like someone in love and Dirty Grandpa starring Robert De Niro, <laughs> Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very and good. That I may like give that. them a better idea of what the movie's about than what we did here today. I don't know. <laughs> People are going to be like, trash can through the window. What is this? What is, what is this weird Geostorm Twister movie they're talking about? Uh, this one, you know, our previous uh, recording we did was on Brain Dead and uh, Groundhog Day, which mm. are both well-respected at this point now and uh, seen as uh, very good examples, I guess, of their uh, their respective genres. Uh, these two um safe haven is not that and then there's like someone love but I'll, i mean i outed myself at the top so i'm gonna say you know what uh this time the mainstream got it right safe haven you get the same jollies you get as far as you know rooting for the bad guy but it's much nicer quality i would say the conversations even with kobe smolders um at the very least they're talking about something uh, that I can relate to. I don't really yeah. know. It's funny. Like someone love is so specific to these characters and their plights. But as Josh said, I still feel like I don't really know anything about them. And yet all they're talking about is stuff that's just personal to them. They're not talking about larger than life ideas or anything that I can yeah. apply to myself. So uh safe haven all the way for me. I, uh, Josh is just nodding his head. He, he makes it so clear cut. He doesn't have to put it on record at all. Just like, that's obvious. I think, it, I think, uh, like someone in love was better, but maybe not to the margin that, uh, the critics oh. gave. It had, Look at it Mr. Had Filmstruck, nasty Hellcat. I, I find myself leaning towards like someone in love. That's more. Give me that art house <laughs> Japanese film, please. Um, made by an Iranian filmmaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think it had a good, uh, it had a good start. It had a good direction to where it was going, but it kind of petered out in the uh, third act. The best thing I'll say about it is the performance of the uh, the old man. Um, he was calm under pressure. Yeah, uh, except for the here. last five minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, when he dies, <laughs> scared out of his fucking we mind. We don't know. We don't know anything. <laughs> Calm under pressure until a trash can comes through your window. Well, you know, throw a trash can through your window, see how calm no. you are. Yeah, well, he was pretty slow moving throughout most of that movie, but man, he hit the floor quick when that can <laughs> through the window. <laughs> he dropped. So 75-year-old Japanese grandfathers don't have good reflexes. <laughs> oh, all that uh, grandfatherly advice. Uh <laughs> Maybe you should have worked on some rage rage issues. Might have been top of the list on what to impart on this young man. Uh, 
in all honesty, I, I prefer uh, Safe Haven over these movies. But I tell you what, that punchline at the end of uh, Like Someone in Love, that it, it does buy some good credit. Nobody should watch <laughs> nobody should watch that movie thinking that it's going to be a worthy payoff. But if you're stuck watching that movie, especially if you don't know it's coming, there's at least that. You get that <laughs> a treasure of an ending at the very least. Yeah, that's why if you're listening to this and you've not seen it, you're probably not <laughs> going to get as much out of it as we did. Just a blind, confused watch. Um, yeah, maybe look forward to the last ten minutes or something. Yeah, <laughs> Just, you could you could watch the ten minutes and you get you get a pretty decent build up to it. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get to see him plotting uh, how to handle the purge anarchy <laughs> with one man, one purger. <laughs> And it mostly involves a lot of pensive looks and pacing back and forth from window to window. So, oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, this is the one time where the dumb Americans probably got it right, but that's okay. Yep. Uh, Jared, any uh, final thoughts? Uh, any? Uh, I don't know if you're doing any reading on your French, Japanese, Iranian film blogs. If you have any theories you want to throw out there, nasty Hellcat. So you put me on a uh, terrible spot here. I, I don't. I can't live up to the uh, amount of humor of uh, trash can going through a window. Well, so. <laughs> I'll say this: if you if you hire if you hire a high end escort, and her <coughs> fiance finds out, stay away from the window. <laughs> Good advice. Good life lessons. <laughs> yeah, stay away from the window. I, I feel like that's uh, something. Uh, Kobe Smolder said in Safe Haven during her. <laughs> it was. <laughs> her, her, I, thought that, I thought that's what I was quoting. Mm-hmm. Jedi training there of uh, Dancing with the Stars. Uh, all right, that's good enough, I think. At Sober Cinema, you'll get some more of those life lessons. Or maybe just Jared Instagramming that clip on loop, and we'll just post it daily until, until also, someone tells us to stop. <laughs> and also the new, the new motto of our podcast, that's good enough. <laughs> sure. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes with that exact <laughs> review. That's good enough. Five stars. <laughs> Skipping ahead, uh, I think the next one we had up was uh, Run All Night with Liam Neeson and It Follows. Hmm. Came out okay. on the same day. So. A pleasant week. Thank goodness. <laughs> Shut up. You got your jollies off this time, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I could have programmed two, you know, classics of comedy and you all wouldn't have laughed as much as what we got out of this safe haven and like some <laughs> 
I, I, I'm gonna watch that ending again. Like when I get off from here with you all, I'm gonna like. <laughs> I'm gonna cue that up. I'm glad I'm not the only one that was like, "What the fuck have I just watched for the last two hours?" I kept, I kept tapping on it, and I was like, "All right, this doesn't yeah. seem right." I, I was honestly thinking Hulu had like a, a file that wasn't complete, and that no one was watching it, so no one was complaining about it. And I felt like, well, no, you see, for me, I did a crucifix because I wasn't keeping up at the time, so I didn't know the movie <laughs> was about over. I thought we were in the middle, you know. The third act or something, you know, you know ending tension, and it was yeah. <laughs> That's what I say when those credits started rolling. <laughs> I just started cackling. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I still give it more credit than Safe Haven, but I have to admit that, like, at the end, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> it's like you can't roll credits here. <laughs> yes, he can, and he did, <laughs> and I did. Like someone.